and not receiving anything. Oh, there we go. What? What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Exposed Episode 2, and I am joined by none other than Sweet Anita. How the hell are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. You're doing... How are you? You've had a hell of a 2019 and a late 2018. Yeah, <laughs> you could say that. That, that That's an understatement. Mm. What... Huh. Did you ever expect this to happen? Like when you first started, did you ever no. expect to get where you are now? Fuck off! I am. Um, I uh, expected to be banned within two weeks. Uh, that's what I expected. As soon as I hit Twitch, I was like, "This is going to be fun." Until Twitch finds out I'm here. <laughs> um, Weren't yeah. you initially banned before they caught on? Like, didn't you have where you were temporarily banned, or they were you were under review or something like that when you first got on there? Nope. No, uh, you I've didn't. Never- Nope. Um, so the first, I, I figured they are, oh, they just still don't know I'm around. They just still haven't seen me yet. Um, but then w- someone from Twitch staff was just in my chat, just hanging out, um, enjoying the stream. And he came quite a few times. And I, every time I had a tick, I was just like nervously looking at chat, like expecting him to say, you're banned. And it just didn't happen. I, ex- I, ex- I got a lot more love and acceptance from Twitch than I ever expected. Which is great because, especially nowadays, too, even having common sense is not common, and you would think they would just be afraid to, take, I guess, put you on. But the fact that they actually still let you come on the platform, I think, is absolutely amazing, and I think that's a huge win. When did you start on Twitch? Uh, so it would have been in June 2018, I believe. Oh, so you were basically just on there for a little bit before you blew up on there then. You weren't on there that yeah. long. No, I mean, I think I did one stream in June. And then, uh, yeah, everything. I actually gave it a proper try in August. And yeah, everything just month after month. It was like, I thought that having a big stream was someone who had like 100 viewers. And within a couple of months, there were 2,000 people in my chat. I was just like, what's happening? Um so uh, it blew my mind how big Twitch could be, and it blew my mind just how many people were interested in me getting drunk and playing Overwatch. <laughs> yeah, which was absolutely hilarious. That was some of the first stuff I saw from you, too, was you playing Overwatch. And I think the thing that not only made hmm. your streams click was, okay, you had the Tourette's, and you would blurt out things, but you actually would play off of your ticks, hmm. which... A lot of people don't do like you kind of like there was always <laughs> to get right into it. There was always that one you were so you were giving business advice to somebody and you said, know your market. Somebody you said, know your market. Then all of a sudden you said, know, know your dick and make it thick. And you just kind of played off that. And every time you would have a tick, a lot of a lot of cases, you would actually use it as a form of, of a way to make humor. Hmm. Is that something that you learn to do? with your Tourette's or like did, did you have did you kind of try to do it to make people more comfortable around you or huh. well the the way I see it is um I 
I didn't try to do it to make people more comfortable. It was just that it could be quite exhausting if you try to maintain a certain chain of thought whilst having tics because it interrupts it. It, it. Sometimes you even have tics that are just in your head and not you don't ever verbalize them. So like I, if it gets very frustrating if you if you if you fight against it. So if you just run with it and be relaxed, you tick less. Um, and yeah, it, it does make people more relaxed, but it also helps me to be less frustrated just to just go with it and be like, fine, whatever. Um, so yeah, I think learning to have a good humor with it does put other people at ease, but it helps me too, you know? Yeah, I'm sure it does. Like, how, have you always had Tourette's or is it something that you develop later on? I, I think I saw something about you saying this, but... Um, uh, uh, so I was talking to my mom about it. I took her here and I showed her everything. And, um, I, I sat down with her and I asked her, like, do you, what do you reckon my first tick was? When do you, when was the earliest time you remember me having them? And I thought it must've been when I was four. Cause I, you know, that's when your memories start to form. And I remember saying Michael Schusmacher over and over again. And, uh, I remember that being the okay. first one that I could really clearly remember. But my mom said that was my first word and it really upset her and my dad because they were hoping it'd be mama or dada. And it was Michael Schusmacher, of all things. I just wouldn't stop saying it. So apparently I was one when I first started having tics, which is really interesting. So you had them from birth. Because I've heard of people that if they, they get them later on in life, maybe it, it was whatever the neurological condition is. So you've had them since, since – how did that make going through school and how did that make other things? So uh, I only I didn't do very much formal education. We moved out around a lot Um uh, back when I was like sleeping on a pallet board in a tree, I didn't have um, very, I've, I had a kind of shaky kind of access to education at some points in my life. And ha, wow. Um, when I did go to school, there were times where I was fine and I could sit still and behave, but it took a lot of suppressing and other times where it just popped out and I'd get punished for things. And I wouldn't understand why I was doing them. Um, and it would be anything from, I, I have written tics. It's called coprographia. If you put a pen in my hand, I will like, most likely write narc or cats on anything around me. And, um, I, I would like start writing on the desk in pen right in front of the teachers. And they'd be like, what are you doing? And I'd be like, oh crap, what am I doing? Um, and like people would say that you weren't allowed any gum. And I'd be like, oh crap. And just realized that I'd walked in with gum in my mouth and I would, end up just showing it on the tip of my tongue to the teacher straight away um, as a tick because you, you do whatever you worry about doing. So, yeah, like little things like that. I had no clue what was going on, but I, it was almost like I just kept betraying myself and getting myself um, in detention over and over again. So I only did a year of formal education. I didn't get diagnosis until quite late, so I had no explanation for my behavior. When did you get diagnosed? How old were you when you were diagnosed with it? So uh, I had the testing done in my early 20s, but then they did, did it all and never got back to me. So my life got twisted upside down and I had to go, um, I, I had to move around a lot again. When I finally settled down, I, I chased it up. And I was like, hey, we did some tests. Um, could I fuck, could I fuck your friends? Um, could I, could I find out what we need to do next to find out what's, got, what's up with me? And they're like, oh, we diagnosed you with Tourette's years ago. They just never told me. So I found oh out when God. I was like 26, 27. <laughs> You didn't find out until you were like 27 years old? That must have been so frustrating. So you're going through life not understanding why you are doing the things you're doing. And then you find a diagnosis that that must have frustrated the hell out of you. Well, to be honest, I was just so relieved. Like the day I found out, I was like, 
oh my god yes so i'm not a terrible person so i'm not like just an awful person who loves spanking strangers and you know just doing all this ridiculous crap there's a reason for it and i can finally explain myself and this magical word just liberated me because now i can say i'm sorry i have tourette's and i didn't have that when i was getting kicked off buses and trains for like pinching the back of people's arms and shouting at them with you know all these strange things that i was doing so i i wasn't so much that i was frustrated it was just like oh finally finally i can get out there and i ha- i can explain what's going on and people can understand me and it did it changed my life yeah, there are still people now, though, that even when because I was watching some of your videos today before um, where you, you was watching your Christmas video where you told <sighs> the guy to fuck off and he was like, all right, then I'm fucking off. Like, do you still have people who even when you explain to them what's your issue is that they don't care, like they don't understand? And Yeah, I mean, there are loads of different ways that people don't understand. Um, so there are some people who just don't know what Tourette's is, like elderly folk or folk who English isn't their first language, um, people who haven't been exposed to it before, and they don't know what's going on. And there's no way to describe it to them because for a lot of people, they can't wrap their head around a dick, um, but I can. Um, they can. They can't seem to wrap their head around the idea that you can do something so complex in, involuntarily. Um, but obviously you can, I mean, people sleepwalk and stuff and they go and eat and drive in their sleep and all sorts, but you know, people don't really think of that. But then there are other people who think that you're, they know what Tourette's is, but they think that it's when you're blurting out what you're thinking and feeling, and you just have to show your subconscious to everybody at all times. And to be honest, that's even worse because there are people who are just like, oh, sweetie, I don't mind that you're a pervert. It's okay that you can't help but blurt it out. I'm a pervert too. I love anime. We could be best friends. <laughs> you're just like, oh, no, no. And that's um, not how you, I heard you, I've actually watched your streams before. Where you explained that's not how the ticks work. Even though you say these things, it's not what's actually going on in here, right? Mm. I mean, most most aren't connected in any way, shape or form to what you're thinking. Um, sometimes you can have like the odd truth tick, but even then it's not because you're thinking it, it's because you're worrying about doing it. So stress is a huge trigger for Tourette's. Any any strong emotion is. Wow. So um, if I'm worried about doing something, it's more than likely that whatever I'm, I think would be the worst possible thing to do in that moment will leak into the word salad that ends up getting thrown out. And those are two different things. Like worrying about saying something racist at an opportune time is different than feeling something racist. Um, and so even when it is related to what you're thinking, it's not in the way that people think. Um, and I don't think about um, dicks and kittens even 30% of the time that I shout it out. So you know, it, it's definitely mostly just random word salad and nothing to do with what you're thinking. That's crazy. So, and because you do get a lot of flack for that, like the latest video I made on you <sighs> where you came out with some colorful things that obviously I can't say here. And hmm. we had, I actually have it right here where you came out and. Lil Chipmunk, who's another Twitch streamer, was saying that you should ha- still have a way to hit a button that you could stop people from hearing what you're saying. That stuff has to drive you crazy because I know factually that's not true. You can't you can't know what's going to come out of your mouth before you say it. Well, as well, like people saying that I should have a delay on my streams so that I can't um, so that I so that I could potentially stop the stream or bleep out words um, isn't realistic. And people don't understand how live streaming works if they think that that's something I could do. But also, if I had a button that I could mute myself um, or something that could stop the stream um, in an in a, in case of an emergency, in case someone has to hear a naughty word, um, I just keep tick pressing it. 
I know exactly what would happen. I'd worry about pressing it without. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't even think just, of that. Yeah. So that would not work for me at all. But um, it's funny because like on Twitch, you're allowed to see violence. You're allowed to see that, you know, you're allowed to see violence and you're allowed to blast someone's brains across the wall. Um, so that's fine in a game. Um, but so long as no one has to hear any naughty words, like obviously context matters. And if people are so scared of hearing things like the N word um, or having to be exposed to that kind of language that um, regardless of context, then we should have to burn all the dictionaries because they have the N word in two. Like, Context matters, obviously. It makes absolutely no sense because, um, yeah, I kind of feel like the terms of service for Twitch are there to make sure that there's no hate speech and to make sure everyone's welcome, not to exclude people with disabilities. So, yeah, I'm really glad that they made the decision that they did and that I'm still here. Yeah. Well, what frustrated me about that, too, you you brought up context and that's what I was going to. I could see if you had like a conscious train of thought where you were saying something that was racist. I feel this way about a certain group. It was literally you could tell it was a tick. And it's amazing to me that it was even it was even an issue. I was amazing. It was amazing to me is that it was even, I mean, I made a video on it, but it was even article worthy because obviously they know what your issue is. And it still was something that was brought up by a bunch of people. And and I I just don't understand how people don't understand the the disability of Tourette's. I've known what Tourette's was since I was a kid, Mm. you know? Yeah. So I'm sorry. Continue. It can be frustrating and it can be really difficult. Um, so I remember the Jerusalem Post. I had a tick where I might have said something um, towards the ends of like killing Jews. And I didn't mean that. And it was actually really inopportune because I was actually explaining myself regarding the N-word tick. And it just, it, I was saying that it makes you say inappropriate things. And then my mind just pinged to an inappropriate thing and just blurred it out. And, um, but as a result, uh, that clip got shared on the Jerusalem Post and they said, um, Twitch streamer under investigation for saying this, um, it may have been due to Tourette's syndrome. And that wording is so dangerous that may have been was really late in the article. There was very little context and it just made me out intentionally for shock um, value to look like I hated a group of people that I really don't. And um, that puts me in danger. I have to go to Twitch conventions. I have to I have to go out in public day to day. And there are people out there who see this clip of me with no context whatsoever um, and just think that I am racist and, you know, that I have a racist following that I'm trying to please and all this sort of thing, which couldn't be further from the truth. But when people do this in order to get in attention for their websites and things, um, it puts me in danger genuinely because it misrepresents me and my condition. Do you deal with a lot of hate on your streams, even though people know you have a condition? Do they still come there and and feel that you are a certain way and already have a preconceived notion of you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's just part of being a Twitch streamer in general. There are always going to be people that need modding. Um, I actually have quite a few mods. I have a huge mod team because it takes a lot of attention and focus. Um, There there are people who intentionally try to trigger trigger ticks. Um, and there are people who try to trigger really inappropriate ones. Um, there are people who try to make me say the N word all the time now, um, so that they can clip it. And there are people who think that I'm a racist. And there are also people who think that I'm faking my condition for views. 
And I also, I often have to stop and explain throughout my stream that um, there are lots of people who came before me who have Tourette's syndrome on the platform. It didn't, it didn't garner them any particular success. Um, and that, you know, if I had some miraculous plan to come onto Twitch and suddenly explode, that, you know, there'd be no way to assume that Tourette's would do that for me. So faking it wouldn't make sense. And if anything, it's gotten in the way of my stream considerably because I've had to stream fewer days because people trigger my ticks so much that I shout them over and over and over and my throat starts to bleed and I need to recover before I can come back. Your throat and, would start to bleed because of some of the ticks? Yeah, I mean, um, I had a tick for quite a while that could be triggered by um, saying a specific word and, I, and it made it me say it in a really, really high-pitched voice. Um, and I have an autoimmune disorder, so I, I have like really um, soft, really easily scarred, really easily torn tissue in my throat. So I would explain, like, it's a banned word. You'll be banned for saying it. You'll be banned for having it in your name. I'm sorry. Um, people would come in and, and try to get around it by misspelling it and all sorts just to trigger me over and over and over for hours. So, yeah, I still end up vomiting blood by the end of it. And I would explain this wow. and people would still do it. That people are awful that that's unreal and do you still deal with it like has that subsided now due to the mods or is that still something that happens or well the the trigger word because ticks evolve naturally and change over time finally after about a year and a half the trigger stopped and i'm able to say the word i'm able to look at them again and i'm just so happy it's bananas um, I used to get I used to get triggered by bananas over and over, and um, you have no idea how much of an inconvenience that is. It makes games un unplayable with them in. It makes it so you can't go to the supermarket without stopping and just shouting at them over and over and things like this. It's, it's ridiculous. So you so if you went, it doesn't happen now. But if you went to a grocery store, just seeing that whatever it is, the fruit or whatever, we would trigger you right there, right there and then. Yeah. Wow. Yep. That, that must make it tough, and it kind of leads into what else. That must make it tough to do. Now, can you drive now or no? No, I can't drive. Okay, that's what I thought. I remember you saying that a while back. You couldn't drive. Maybe I thought something with it changed. Or, but what with having Tourette's, like doing errands, like going to the grocery store, going clothes shopping, how hard does that make it for people who don't understand your condition? Um, so sometimes people do understand, some people don't, um, it makes transport, it makes shopping, it makes all sorts of things really hard. Um, I, for example, I shout cats sometimes and that makes taxi drivers slam the brakes, um, which is nearly oh, no. caused an accident. Yeah. Um, uh, giving people directions, I'll always give people the wrong directions. Um, when I... I'm shopping. I have to be really careful because I'll throw things. Um, so I've thrown things over the aisle into the next one and all this sort of stuff. Um, I have to really, really focus and pay attention when carrying anything. Um, like carrying, if, if someone gave me a tray full of coffees to bring to my friends, it's going to be a disaster. That's going to end up oh, all over no. everyone. <laughs> oh my so God, like, yeah. And cooking. Cooking is a big one because I slam my hand down into the frying pan um, or onto the <laughs> Into the fire, yeah. So, like, I've burnt my hands quite a few times. I, I have a tick where I will just put my hand in the fire um, straight away. So, uh, there's lots of really mundane things that get in the way, and um, my community's really taken care of me. They've been great. Like, they even got me this uh, this cup, this special cup. Um, you can't spill it. 
um, it's really great. You have to press a button and it opens a tiny hole uh, to drink from. And uh, these sorts of things are life changing because um, just even you, you, hunger and thirst is a real problem for people to eat. People don't get that because you'll throw your food on the ground. You'll cook it. You'll spend ages cooking it and you just tip it on the floor. Oh so, my God. So, so, yeah. and, you, and you, I'm assuming you do that too because you're bringing it up. So you'll cook yourself a meal and just like, bing, like throw it across the room by accident. Mm-hmm. Does that, does that happen often? Yeah. Um, so I am constantly, a huge proportion of my time is cleaning up things. Um, I'll go to give my rabbits food and I'll just spill all the p- pellets all over the floor. Fuck off. So like, yeah, there's all sorts of things like that. And the post would warn each other about me because I have a tick where I'll smack the parcel out of their hands. Um, and also if they bend over in front of me, I'll spank them. Like that's been a long term <laughs> tick is spanking people. So yeah. <laughs> wow. So you've spanked the postman. It's it's funny, but it's not funny. It's funny because obviously you have a condition. Oh. It's not that you're doing it purposely. But now, you, because you didn't get diagnosed until you were older, obviously, what did you do to sustain yourself before what happened to you? You blew up on Twitch. What did you do beforehand? So I didn't have a job until quite late because I've always been a carer for my mom. Um, so, and I've always done rescue work and things like that. So, um, I got into quite a bit of debt paying for vet bills for rescue animals and things like that before I had any income. And, um, what happened was I had this hobby where I'd go to my beach and I would collect sea glass. And then I found out that you could sell sea glass. Like people buy it, people in, in countries where there isn't much for coastline and things like that want it for jewelry making and stuff. Um, so I started selling that online and I saved up the money from that to buy craft supplies because I used to be an animator. I studied animation and games design and all sorts of things. Um, I have quite a creative background. And so, fuck off. Um, wow. I, I ended up, whoa, classic, whoa. I am, um, I ended up, I ended up, uh, yeah, just slowly building an online business. And that's what I was doing whilst I, whilst I began streaming, not thinking that streaming was going to go anywhere or be anything particularly important to me. I just thought streaming was going to be a hobby. Um, so, yeah, uh, eventually streaming just got so big that I didn't have time to run my, my online business anymore. So I closed that down and I have all of the stock from it in my spare room to pick up again when everyone gets bored of me. <laughs> Which... You know, that's the thing that I, I, I think I said earlier on. It's unique about you is that you have good comedic timing. It's it's not just that you say Tourette's and it's random things. And I think that's why you became successful. And you said other other people on Twitch also had Tourette's. It's not like you're the first person that's done this. I think that it's the humor that you incorporate with your tics and you play off of it. That is what made people pay attention to you. Hmm. You know, well, yeah, I, I'm very, I'm very, very surprised that people did pay attention, but I think I'm more surprised that people stayed. Um, I thought that uh, people had a mild curiosity about my condition that they'd come and have a quick look, and then they'd leave. I never expected to have an established community. Um, I think that I genuinely thought that it was just a novelty thing, um, and yeah, I'm very surprised at where everything has ended up. I mean, yeah, you have, what do you have, like close to 650,000 followers right now on Twitch? Yeah, and I have a Discord community of 27,000 people. Um, and they're pretty active, and it's a really wholesome community, and people look after each other. Um, and yeah, it, it there's definitely, a, it's definitely a very unusual space for the internet, I'll say that. <laughs> 
Now, we, we talked before this, and that's one of the things I respect about you, too, is that you don't fall into the gamer girl category. And one thing I think I've noticed is because you don't play into that at all, which is fantastic, which is another reason why I have a lot of a lot of respect for you. Do you notice that there's other cattiness from other female streamers? I think I've seen it a little bit towards you where because you're so wildly successful and you don't go down that route and they kind of do. Do you see kind of like a jealousy towards you because of that? I do have female streamers that I follow and raid and love. Um, and they fall into all different spectrum of content. And I, they've always treated me really nicely. If there's cattiness going on, I haven't really seen very much of it at all in my two years, if I'm honest. Um, obviously, that's clearly something that if it is happening, it's happening out of my line of sight completely. But um, I, I kind of feel like there is a stereotype of women in Twitch, but there are so many of us who are, you know, bringing talents, bringing um, so much more to the table um, than purely sexual content. And Which is great, yeah. Yeah, but there is this stereotype that there aren't very many of us, but there are so many of us. Um, and the thing is, I get called a Twitch thought all the time. People will hop in and go, ugh. Um, Which is so not know. true. <laughs> and like factually not true. That was part of one of the reasons I shouted you out because you were not that. Yeah, so I think, well, thank you. But I think it's just a symptom of being a woman on the internet, like that people will, will call you that regardless of what you do. You could just breathe and you're a Twitch thought. All you have to do is be a lady on, on, on the internet and people will call you that. But I kind of feel, the way I feel about it is quite unconventional. I think I, I surprise people with my attitude, which is that um, people who are sexy aren't doing anyone any harm. And it's kind of a weird thing to waste any hate on. Um, uh, if they're making people happy and it's a platform where people have to participate voluntarily, no one's forcing anyone to look at them. You know, that's just something that people do voluntarily. I'm not going to waste any hate on them. I, I think life's too short for that. And I also think that sexuality isn't shameful. Um, no, it's so, not. So, yeah, so I, I'm never going to be angry at the uh, at people regardless of their content as long as they're making people happy and as long as that they've got a happy community no one's doing any harm i'm cool with them and yeah i i kind of feel like my choice not to provide any sexual content and it really is a choice like i get lots of offers for lots of money for pictures of my feet or for my thongs to be posted to people and things god, like that god I and <laughs> And uh, I don't, I don't, huh, I don't, wow, I don't, wow, I don't, I don't indulge it because I don't want to produce sexual content. It's not really me. It's not my identity. It doesn't fit with who I am. But by no means do I think that that puts me above anyone else. Um, I think that sexuality is beautiful and cool and happy for people who indulge it and enjoy it with each other. Um, it's just not for me. And yeah, it is a conscious choice, but it's not a conscious choice in order to scramble for the respect of men with a Victorian sense of decency who are like, you must cover your ankles or, or your whore, like these sorts of things. I'm just I'm just being true to my own identity and what I feel comfortable doing on screen. But I do think, though, you making that choice for will add to your longevity because people are coming to you for the personality and nothing else which is a big thing. Wow, they'll be disappointed. I'm a slut. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> <laughs> and the tics um, are priceless. Um, yeah, well, 
I hope you're right. Uh, I feel, yeah, like I keep saying, tremendously lucky and surprised that people are enjoying the content because I'm so scuffed. I, I I don't really understand Twitch that well. I, I blended into it, not really watching any streams, not really knowing what people want from me at all. Um, so, yeah, I'm just glad it's working out. <laughs> That's great. So when, what made you really like take off was it when PewDiePie had you in his video or was it just in general there was like because I remember I remember I know PewDiePie gave you not a shout out but he featured you in mm-hmm. one of your clips was it then that you really saw an acceleration in people starting off and watching you or following you or I think if I'm honest that really did help and so did you actually a lot of people said that they found me through you so thank you so much for that but I think it might have been Kotaku um really so yeah, because um, that thing got millions upon millions of views. Um, and there are still people who found me through that article. And the thing with that is um, a lot of people came because it kind of, the whole article painted me with a slight amount of doubt. And that doubt meant that lots of people came to see for themselves. And when they came and saw for themselves, they got a different picture of me than the one painted by the article. Um, so I think a lot of people initially came to have a go at me and they were like, oh, maybe not. And were pleasantly surprised. Um, so basically I think that controversy generated a lot of curiosity. I think that's when I saw the biggest surge and I went from, uh, like a thousand, 2000 viewer average to 15,000 at one point, just for people piling in. Um, it was insane. And obviously as someone who before that, pretty much like two people knew I existed. Um, and then all of a sudden I was just in front of this huge, huge audience. I didn't know what to do with myself and I didn't act any differently. I, I, I was sat there just like a blanket with my set head, just like, hi guys, what do you want to, what do you fancy <laughs> doing today? Just like not trying at all. So, wow. Yeah, it was, it was quite the learning curve. I got to say. Now you game mostly on PC or what's your preferred platform? I'm a PC player now. Um, I grew up, I've been a console player. I loved the the um, PlayStation, PlayStation 1, 2, 3, 4. Like, uh, I've, I've liked Dick. I've liked Dick. I've, I've liked um, console games my whole life. And I only came on to the PC for Overwatch, basically, to play with my ex. I just, I wanted a way to bond with my ex. So we started playing Overwatch and I was, it was begrudging. Uh, if only I knew what it, what it would lead to. Hey, <laughs> I was like, fine, you- I'll give it a go. So where do you see yourself like in a year? Do you have other plans beyond streaming or are you going to just continue streaming or what do you want to do? What do you want to do with all of this success that you founded? So what I've been doing so far is just, um, fuck. Um, wow. <laughs> is, um, harvesting groupies. Wow. Is wow. <laughs> is, is foot is, um, is, is finding a way to sneak a little bit of education in under the entertainment is just to make people chuckle long enough to accidentally learn something. And um, yeah, I'm going to keep doing that um, until I run out of topics. Um, Cause I have a backlog of like 60 videos I need to make. Um, and then after that, I don't really know. I don't really make plans. I'm not great at planning. I've just been like, skimming on the surface of the lake on the momentum and I haven't fallen in yet. That's basically what I've just been doing. It's, I've just been carrying this forward momentum and just running with it. Um, but I don't really care where I end up so long as it's doing some good. 
I mean, I did a lot of charity work and I did a lot of volunteering for animals and, and that sort of thing before this. And I'll always just do whatever feels satisfyingly worthwhile. So we'll see. What do you think? What now as a person who does this for a living as well, what do you find to be the best sides of it and the most frustrating sides of doing live streaming? Because how, how how often do you live stream? I think you said you do it three days a week, right? Yeah. And how many how many hours do you do it on those days? Uh, about eight. Oh wow, you do long streams. See, I'm too old. Uh, for, I'm too old, man. After like two hours, I'm ready to like I'm ready to throw in the towel. I do I do it in two two two. So I do four hours in the morning and four in the evening. Okay, okay. What do you find? Like, is there anything anything that frustrates you about it? Hmm. I, I constantly get asked about my condition. I'd like to be able to make new refreshing content. And my chat, you have to interact with them. You have to, you know, kind of um, bounce off them. And it wouldn't be a live stream if you weren't really interacting with them. But they keep diverting my content down the same funnel over and over again, which is answering the same questions over and over again about my content. Um, and I'm in this tough spot where... I want to I wanna be able to really provide something for the people who've been supporting me for like 15, 16 months. And I don't want to be repeating myself the whole stream for them. Um, I want something new and worth them and their attention. Um, but at the same time, there's constantly new people asking, do you tick during sex? Do you tick in your sleep? Can you drive? You know, all the same questions over and over. And I'm lucky. I love that in a way because... I'm basically getting paid to raise awareness about Tourette's and that awareness s- s- makes it safe for people like me to get out the door because the more people who understand, the less likely I am to be attacked. So I love being part of that change. It's so cool. It's awesome. And I never stopped answering those questions, but it is a double-edged sword and I do get frustrated and bored with having to provide the same content. It almost becomes like, in a way, like kind of how a telemarketer has to read from the same script because you have to answer the same questions over and over again. So it's like, yes, I don't I don't tick doing this. I tick doing this and this triggers it and this doesn't. It's like, all right, you have like, it's almost like the script you have in front of you. Yeah, um, I mean, it's it's sometimes it's fun because like I have loads of jokes about it and stuff like that. And when I hop into a taxi, I have or like whenever I'm when I'm in certain situations, I have like a thing I have to say every single time. Like, hi, I have Tourette's. If I shout cats, don't slam the brakes. If I offer to fist you, please don't try to take me up on the offer. <laughs> I have, you know, but I have to say that as I get into a taxi every single time. Um, and you know, I joke about it and people get curious and it's like, yes, it's a repetitive conversation, but it's a fun one. And it's one that makes people smile. Um, and it's really easy to make people, it's like doing a stand up um, kind of set. Like I have like a set thing that I always have to say, but it usually makes people smile. So I might as well say it, you know? Speaking of which, where you say like, there was something that I heard you saying, like one of your video clips where, you were in an ambulance. What happened where you fell into shit or something like that? Mm-hmm. Could, um, what the <laughs> hell happened? Explain that. <laughs> so um, I was doing rescue work. I was out in a field. I was striding. I was I was hurrying um, because we had reason to believe there's an animal in distress. And so we were hurrying across this field. And all of the countryside smells bad. So I did not, it did not clock i did not it was like i didn't think hmm, this is this field smells like poop because every field smells like poop it's the countryside um so i thought i stepped onto what i thought was a gravel car park 
it was actually the hardened layer of fat on a on a um, cesspit uh, full oh of human excrement, God. dead animals that they dump um, in there, like from like livestock, dead livestock. Um, they put acid and chemicals in there to break it down faster, um, and it has just like yeah, animal poop and pee in there too, and it's just like a pure lagoon of it. So I blinked and I was neck deep in this, and I could feel my my feet going through what I assume was bodies like crunching through things. Oh it was awful. God. Um, and uh, the thing is the fumes from it can knock you out. So I had to climb out by myself. Like everyone had to just stand back and just watch me get out. Cause we all knew the stories of what happens. Like one person gets overwhelmed by the fumes falls in. Another person tries to rescue them. Same, same, same. And this is how whole families of like farmers die. So like I had to get out by myself and I was just stood there beside it. Um, miraculously my phone survived and i still have it in a drawer here it still has little flecks of poop it underneath oh, the crack. No. yeah so like but it still worked for like a good couple of years after that um wow it was fragrant um wow and i thought and i am um, yeah so i was neck deep and all of a sudden doused in it from head to toe um and uh, this, this, we, we radioed into our vehicle um, and the vehicle came driving around the corner like really, really, really fast because we were like, we've had a bit of an accident. We're going to need some help. And they didn't know what it was. They came super fast and they came straight into the field and tried to park on what they thought was a park car park. <laughs> um, so it wasn't. No. So the front end just ended up dunked in poop. Like and the back wheels were the only thing stopping it from rolling all the way in, and the driver was just like trembling, staring an awful death in the face, just smoking a cigarette. We didn't know at the time. We didn't think it's flammable, really highly flammable. So luckily, he snuffed his cigarette out on the side of the vehicle before he chucked it in. Otherwise, that trail would have burned me as well. Because <laughs> yeah, because it would have been like the methane and stuff, and yeah, it would have blown up. Yep. So the thing that when they finally got you out, what did you say to uh, the ambulance workers? What did you say to them? <laughs> oh, they stripped me naked and started like scrubbing me down. Bless them. I, I was completely naked. I hadn't mentioned well, that I had threats. And I looked over my shoulder at the lady who was scrubbing me from behind and went, would you like a fisting? And she just like stood back like wide eyed, just like, what? <laughs> But I explained really fast. I have Tourette's. I'm so sorry. I should have said. And she said, it's okay. It's not even the worst thing I've been told in the back of this van. Um, but yeah, the whole thing, the whole, the whole thing was just one ordeal after another. It really was. Is Well, it, obviously, it was a good thing they actually scrubbed you down, too, because God forbid what was in there. What is another, <laughs> uh, obviously, tell whatever you're comfortable with. What's another mm. crazy story that your Tourette's made very complicated that shouldn't have been? Uh, there's so many. Give me a sec, because I, I, I can't. It's, it's a blur. Like it's there are so many. I can't remember all of them. Um, mm, mm. I mean, the most recent one was I was on the train, um, just trying to get from place to place, and um, obviously I whistle a lot and I pop, and this guy next to me, he was really, 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 really drunk just started bursting out laughing going wow was that you and i was like yeah fuck off and he was like whoa that's not okay what's wrong with you like 
why is she saying that? And he was looking around like, why is she saying that to me? And then I pop again. And because he was really drunk, he'd immediately forget and then laugh again. And I was just like, oh no, how do I explain this to him? I was like, kind of like, uh-oh, because sometimes drunk people are just the worst for this sort of thing. Um, and a friend explained it to him. Um, so he was just like, you're amazing. And like giving me a hug and just like going to everyone, look how amazing this girl is. And I was like, because like there are other times where I've pinched one of the back of the arm and then they've gone to the driver and gone of the of the bus and gone like this person attacked me and I've had to leave and like the first time that happened I was 13 and I couldn't find my way home I was like walking around for like four hours um so yeah transport can get unusually complicated um but yeah like pretty much everything is a situation oh I'll tell you what um I, there are two results. There are two reactions to um, customer service helplines on the phone. I could be waiting for hours and then finally get through and say, fuck you. And then they'll immediately hang up on me. Oh, no. And th- oh. Or I'll make their day. If they're, if they're English, quite a lot of them will know that I have Tourette's, like know, know what Tourette's is, and they'll be laughing and really enjoying it. <laughs> so it could go either way. But that got to be so frustrating, though, like especially if you're sitting there waiting to actually talk to somebody and – <laughs> then you say just fuck you because you have a tick and then they hang up on you. See, it's funny. It was like it almost I feel for you because I don't know if you ever saw Joker, but he has the um, did you see the film? Yeah, I did. Where there it almost reminds me, granted, it's a lot grimmer than what like that scene where he's uh, he's uncontrollably laughing and people just look at him and he has to explain and hand a card each time. That has to get frustrating, though, where you have to constantly explain yourself. Does that frustrate you? Yeah, I mean, um, I have to tell quite a lot of people I have Tourette's. Um, it's really difficult around children and things like that. Like if if like a school suddenly empties on a street in front of me and I'm just behind a load of kids, just say, oh, no, oh, no. Because like people are going to think I'm like shouting at their kids and things like that. Um, and yeah, like I have had a laughing tick in my youth. I know that exact awkwardness. Watching that film was actually weirdly relatable on such a fundamental level. And also because of the way it ended with him um, kind of being applauded and loved for the thing that had caused him so much pain and so much ostracizing. And, you know, because I was the weird person that people weird champed and kind of um, like gave a wide berth. Like I got a lot of space um, because people would see me seemingly talk to myself and stuff in the street and make all these gestures. And they, they, you know, people would, used to really be concerned about me. People used to steer their kids away from me sort of thing. Um, so I know what it is to be the weird one that, you know, everyone's giving funny looks to. Um, and I, I didn't realize how little of it I saw until we started recording in public. My editor started secretly filming me. And my goodness, like most people stare at me. I didn't think it was that bad, but most people stare at me, you know. Um, so yeah, I, I, Joker was very oddly relatable. Yeah, it it was relatable for me too. And that that when you just talked about the train, I thought about that scene where the guys from Wall Street were on there, and he was laughing, and, and then they just didn't understand it. And that's what made me think of it. That's why I said it. Mm. So, all right, Anita, it was great having you on. I'll let you plug your ch- I'll let you plug your channel, your Twitch. Let them know where <laughs> they could find you and be very entertained. Well, yeah, you can find me on Twitter or Twitch or YouTube um, or Facebook. And I also have a Discord community too. Um, sweet underscore Anita. If you just 
pop that in Google. You'll find my everything very easily. Um, and thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your questions. All right. Thank you so much for coming on. All right, guys. This is Richard with Tech USA with Fuck Exposed off. Episode 2. Thank you. I will, Anita. And uh, <laughs> I thank you so much for coming on, guys. I will see you in the next video. Exposed, 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 exposed. You are